Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I think there's an urgency. Everybody, myself, Mike, guys who have been on the team for a while, TJ, Cam, everybody. We've had enough of this. It's time to get some wins. It's time to take these next steps. So, yeah, I think there's some urgency here for sure. There's a resolve and there are and a determination it's getting a little impatient. That's what Art Rooney II said in his media briefing at the beginning of this week. Mm. The fan base, mm. media, has said that they have been, you know, tired of non-winning a playoff game for seven years now. Not, non-productive postseason. Now you're yeah. hearing it from the owner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I think the thing that is so, you know, sobering from that statement is that he used the phrase getting a little impatient the franchise that preaches patience and they still are but for him to use that word to describe how the feeling is around the building I think is refreshing because I know some people will be like well if you're getting impatient why is nothing really changing first of all they're about to have a massive massive hire at the offensive coordinator position if you don't think that's big change I don't know what to tell you it should be huge change it no but well, There's it could a be potential. for the worse or greater, but it's change. No right. matter what right. way you slice it, it is right. change. You're but changing. You, you hope it's a big. You got one. a head coach. You got two right. coordinators. They are the top of the spear when it comes to head, the coaching staff, and one of those is getting replaced this year. So yeah. it is change that is happening. I agree, but I just hope that it's a significant change in but the person. But what you I want to say is, you know, yes, you still have Tomlin back, and he should be back. Yes, you still have Kenny Pickett, and. Rooney also went on to say that he would like to see Mason Rudolph back. So maybe your quarterback room is the exact same. But I think there's a little bit more added pressure to this group, knowing that the owner is starting to voice the frustration of not having a win in the playoffs recently, of getting to the playoffs is great, but not taking that next step. In his presser, you heard next step a lot. You know, taking that next step in regards to Kenny Pickett, the team itself taking that next step. So I'm not in this camp of like, well, you say that, but you didn't make any change. A, they are making change, and B, this isn't how the Roonies and the Steelers operate to just, you know, rip up the floorboards on a whim. You know, they say things like, well, floors are starting to get a little worn out. It Mm -hmm. might be time to think about maybe making a replacement. And then you kind of have that pressure put on this current group and I think the other thing about that quote is, you know, if you want to hear that and make it seem like, oh, see, I knew it. Art's impatient with Tomlin. He's impatient with the quarterbacks. He's at odds with his staff. That was an all-encompassing statement. The impatience is shared by Coach Tomlin. It's shared by T.J. Watt. It's shared by Cam Hayward. They 
know what time it is in their careers. Watt and Hayward are getting up there. Hayward especially. Tomlin's the longest tenured head coach with one team now, Mm -hmm. now that Bill Belichick has said sayonara to the Patriots. So they know that this streak that they're on of not winning a playoff games is unacceptable. So basically from hearing Art actually say that out loud, what I'm hoping with the fan base is they get it in that building. It's not just throw your hands up in the air and say, well, la-ti-da, we never have a losing season, and that's great enough for us. Because I think you started seeing some people be like, is this just okay? Like, is this, you know, the new standard? Well, the owner just came out on Monday and told you that, no, this isn't okay. This isn't the new standard. We recognize what you recognize, and the impatience is starting to be shared as an organization. And, you know, when... Mr. Rooney says things in these press conferences, you best perk up and listen, especially if you're on the team. You know, last year, what was his big thing? We need to score more points on offense. Well, they didn't, and they fired a coordinator for the first time since World War II in the middle of a season. Mid-season, right. Year before that, they said we need to run the ball more. What do they do? They added Jalen Warren to the running back room. There's an example of success coming off of what he's. but, But you best listen um, even going further back in the Wayback Machine Labs brought this up. You know, when Bruce Arians was getting Ben killed, Mr. Rooney steps in and says, We gotta figure out a way to protect Ben a little bit more. Can't have him getting a beating like this. BA ignored that, kind of said, I'm not gonna change the way Ben plays. We're gonna play the same way. Well, BA wasn't the offensive coordinator very long after that. So it's no, best then- to listen when these things are said. Yep. Uh, and there's some other things that he said that we're gonna get to too. Um, but I'm not trying to paint this into a picture of a, well, if you don't win a playoff game next year, it's hot seat city for all you coaches and quarterbacks. No, that's not the case. But, you know, I think there is now a public ratcheting up of the urgency within that organization. And I'm not, look, I know people are going to be out there be like, oh, you're being a homer on SNR. I find that refreshing to hear from the owner himself. Yes, we share this frustration with you. I mean, you could always assume that they shared the frustration with us. They they should be more frustrated than we are. This is them putting their lives on the line and their livelihood on the line to to achieve this goal. You know, we're just ancillary. We just watch from afar and cheer them on. Um, but to, to to actually just hear it out loud, how how could you not feel a sense of refreshment and know that if this thing happens next year, you know, it's not just going to be oh whatever. It's okay. We still had an, uh, another non losing season and snuck into the playoffs. There will be more changes to come uh, until they finally reach that ultimate goal of competing for championships. Yeah, I think you're spot on, Tom. I don't think this should be taken lightly at all. Like you've said the last couple of years, uh, Art Rooney has had direct messages about what he wants to see from the team, and uh, you saw him take action after both of those uh, statements by him. And I might push back on you a little bit, though. You're saying that, and I agree with you to an extent, that I don't think the house will be burned down and everything resets after this year if you see either uh, the Steelers miss the playoffs or another one-and-done appearance in the playoffs. I don't think Mike Tomlin will be fired. I mean, 
Rooney said yesterday too that he expects the extension to come soon. Yeah, he had We're a working lot of, on it right now. He had votes of confidence for Mike Tomlin uh, on Monday. I will, um, I will, including however, push in back. the offensive coordinator search. That right. was a big one, saying it's Mike T's decision. Right. I think a lot of people too are taking that the wrong way, where it's like gospel, and it's like, oh, so it's just Mike T in a closed room with a bunch of resumes and and film to grind, and and he comes out like he 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 puts the white smoke through the pillow mm-hmm. like the Pope when he decides, and then. Mr. Rooney and Omar Khan get the pleasure of hearing who Mike decided. Like, no, there is definitely open conversations being had. Coach Tomlin talks to Rooney every day, talks to Omar every day, talks to Weidel every day. But I think what Mr. Rooney was trying to do is put to bed to this notion that he's going to kind of swoop in as like the iron fist and say, this is my offensive coordinator. Um, it's still going to be Tomlin's call. He can bounce things off of Rooney, he can bounce things off of Ms. Mm-hmm. Omar Khan. But, you know, at the end of the day, that final decision stamp of approval is still going to come from from coach. Mm-hmm. But so lots of confidence instilled in Coach Yeah, D. but I do think that there could be significant change somewhere if they do have another one and done appearance or if they miss the playoffs entirely because it's enough is enough. I mean, enough is it been enough for a long time now. We we've been in the middle now of the longest streak in franchise history without a playoff win. And it's not like we just arrived there for the first time this year. We've been in it now for, what, two years now? It's going on its longest streak in franchise history. And if next year were to happen where either the team misses the playoffs or they get there but they don't win a single game, I have to imagine action has to be taken. And I I, I agree with you. Well, like, I, think I think I know he where has... that action's going to be, the quarterback. Because that was one biting oh, yeah. remark that he had Um Confidence in Kenny still there, but also made it a point to say we need a lot better from the quarterback position. And I think the interesting thing that he said, Jacob, was Mason Rudolph showed us what we can be when we get good enough mm-hmm. quarterback play. Not a, not saying Mason Rudolph's the guy, just saying when we get quarterback play that is of quality, look at what this team can be. Right. Can score 30 points in back-to-back bases, can do it on the road and at home. So... I think, you know, there's still a confidence in Kenny. He said so himself, you know, that they still they still have a uh, a bright view on his future. He knows he needs to work hard to take the next step. Talked about that. Um they like how hard he works. He took a a step every year in his career before this. Um and he's looking for that to happen here and and all the right things about Kenny. But again, if there's going to be this change that you're saying if the same thing happens next year, it's going to be in that quarterback room because I, I have to firmly believe if they kind of toil their way through 9 and 8, 10 and 7 again, the main culprit's going to be below the line quarterback play. Because like he said, you saw what they get or what they can be when they have above the line quarterback play. So that is where I think that the domino might fall um, as far as that change is concerned. But again don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, that writing's not on the wall yet. Kenny still has a very good chance here to come out and make a leap in his third year. Say, He's got a chance. I don't know Maybe 10 years mu- from now, we're just like, <laughs> you remember that sophomore slump? What, what was that? That was so weird. Ugh, what a blip on the radar. Or maybe that's just who he is. Yeah. But I still think he deserves a chance to find out. I think the Steelers and Mr. Rooney still think he has a chance to deserve to find out. Um, but again, reiterating that Mason gave them the look that they're looking for, 
and also reiterating that they want a veteran in here to push Kenny to create some competition. And that veteran was Mason, who he named, that mm-hmm. he wanted to bring back. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But my point being, you know, I think, again, along that theme of you really got to listen to what he says in these in these pressers, his thoughts on the quarterback situation. They're going to give Kenny this third year. This might be it, though, as far as making that decision of, is he our guy for the next five, or are we going to really have to start looking and start shopping elsewhere? I think a lot of people are going to have an issue with the fact that he'll be given that fair chance, given that he's played nearly 30 games, and you're thinking to yourself, what else could he show? Like, what if he hasn't shown it yet, at what point is he going to do so, and why has it taken this long for him to show it? It's such a weird, you know, territory the Steelers are in right now, because Ben was Ben, mm-hmm. but, like, maybe they had this, like, hard, fast, like, we're going to give him three years. Like, we're going to give him three years – and if things aren't working in that third year, then we pull the plug for sure. Well, I feel maybe like they're just. I feel like that. they're saying that now. Yeah. Well, because if if sorry, when they made the pick initially, I would assume they made the pick with the enthusiasm that we saw them have, with the expectation that he's just going to be the next guy. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But I'm saying you also have to have a a contingency plan to say, hey, what if he's not the next guy? how long do we allow this to go before we start kicking tires elsewhere? And I'm wondering if they're like, three years seems like an appropriate I'm wondering if maybe... Especially at the beginning when they were planning on not really starting him as much as they did in his rookie year. I I think that that metric or or that line of, of measurement has changed throughout Kenny's career with his team because... At the beginning, yes, uh, he wasn't starting, so they said, okay, well, we can't just say after year one if we're not starting him to be, to to start this year. And then he showed signs of improvement uh, throughout the, the finish of his first year. So maybe that line moved up a bit, and they said, well, we think that we like what we see, and we see the improvement, so maybe we don't have to wait as long. And then you saw last year, and maybe that line got moved back because of the regression you saw. But I don't think that you can extend it further than 2024. If if he doesn't show you any signs of progress, and I think now, too, that you're entering year three, it's not just like how he had to take a step from year one to year two. He took a step back in year two, so he has to take a even bigger step this year than people needed him to take last year. Because if he took a normal step throughout all of this past season, he remained the starter for the entire season, and and Rooney and Tomlin and Omar all liked what they saw, and they said, well, if he took that step in year two, we think his next biggest step in year three could really put him in that top 10-ish conversation of quarterbacks in the league. But because he took a step back, I don't think that his leash is going to be very long this year. And, you know, I said that line of of no return, that point of no return for him giving getting his chance, I said through this season, it might not even be to the end of this season. It might be, okay, if we're going to go with you for the, for the future, you're going to get the shot. But if you can't show us you're capable of, of progressing and winning games in a normal way, not just stinking it up for the first three quarters and then somehow turning it on in the fourth. You need to play consistent football. I have a feeling, Tom, that that line or that point of no return 
can't just come at the end of the season. You can't just wait around for another entire season to see if this guy's going to be your guy. They didn't even do it this year. No, they didn't do it this year. Um, as far as competition to push Kenny Pickett, he did say that he would like to have Mason come back. Yeah, I think the Steelers would like to have Mason back, but what's your gut feeling say right now as we sit in front of these microphones on January 30th? Is he back or not? I I want to say he's back. I have I think a gut feeling I, that he is not going to be back. You're saying he, you don't think he's going to be back? It's weird, though, because we've said this so many times, and, and everyone else has pointed this out, too. Can I too. add the caveat, though? Yeah. If he has any inclination of being a starter, exactly. this is the place to be. Exactly. It's so. But what if he thinks he's not a starter? Like, what if his perception but of why? himself is top shelf backup? But wouldn't he get more money as a starter yeah, than a backup? He, well, first of all, I don't think he'd get that much money as. A, is anybody going to come and be like, "You're our QB one"? Like, come and be. No, but I think be Pittsburgh could be that. No, because they're not. Because he's already Kenny Pickett is already QB one. He, he's QB one, but no, he's not. No, no, no. I'm saying oh, Kenny. Is, okay. To like what degree? Like they're gonna well, get they're gonna get a, a fair shot. He is someone that you could. Be conceivably in your brain pass for QB1, so is maybe a Daniel Jones in New York, but you know Pittsburgh. You you were here, you were drafted by this team. So this is the easiest path to become that starter. But I'm just saying, like, what if in Mason's mind he's like, I could compete to be a starter here. Didn't give me that fair of a shake two years ago. Mm-hmm. Who's the thing? Or last year. Who's the thing they're going to this year? You know, I think I'm a premier backup in this league. I think I can back up a Patrick Mahomes or an Allen or a, a superstar and get paid a pretty decent penny to come in for two weeks, three weeks at a time and keep the Help team afloat out, yeah. if the star goes down to injury. Maybe that's where his head's at. And maybe if that's what he thinks he is now, he doesn't want to deal with the headaches of, of being here and potentially, for lack of a better term, you know, being kind of whipped around a bit. And misled somewhat, I would say, because it was a bit misleading to say it was a three-team quarterback competition uh, two camps ago. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to have a three-person quarterback. No, it was two, and it was it not to, you Mason. Have to do two. It was you, Mitch. You can't, and it was you can't have enough snaps to have it a legitimate yeah. three-team or three-person battle. But that's why I feel so confident saying, that he'd like, have a much more fair chance this year, because assuming Mason comes back, that. That negates any hope of bringing in a guy like Kirk Cousins. So you, you think in his Mason's head, he he thinks he can start in the NFL still. And oh he, no, 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 no! I'm thinking his only shot to start right is and, in Pittsburgh. And so you're thinking that he thinks he can start, be a starter in this league. This is my best route to do it. I'm going to stay in Pittsburgh and try to beat out Kenny Pickett. You, that's what your gut's telling you right now? You think that's what's going to happen? I I don't know. No, I'm not saying it. Well, could. listen to your it's gut, damn happen. it! Tell me. No, my gut's with your gut. Is he's that not he's gonna not going to be here? I think he's going to take the money elsewhere, probably more so, more money uh, than the Steelers are going to be willing to offer him. And it, I can't blame him. I can't fault him for taking that deal. But my gut feeling is also that his best shot to start a game, if he really wants to be a starter, is in Pittsburgh. To start a game as QB1, to yes. jump on that depth yes. chart, not just a Not just like, oh, in. Mahomes went down with an ankle injury. You got to come in and, and start for us for one game. Not to say there aren't teams out there that maybe give him a chance. I agree that the easiest path to that is here. And yeah. I mean, like like you said, New York invested way too much money, obviously, in Daniel Jones, but 
You bring in a guy like Mason, he could beat out Daniel Jones in camp. Minnesota. Look, look at Atlanta. If Minnesota. Atlanta doesn't draft a quarterback, they're going to stick with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Henneke? Absolutely not. Well, one thing that— Minnesota, right. It's a great example by you. If they get rid of Kirk Cousins, who are they going to move? They already quit on Josh Dobbs. They said it was a great three games, but then you, you fizzled out there. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, another big thing that... Rooney talked about with the offensive coordinator hire having to do with quarterbacks is, you know, the development of Kenny Pickett is so big for this next offensive coordinator. Um, Arthur Smith has really, I would say, surged to the front of the pack. Yeah. Is that fair to say as far as he's definitely a, a, one of the more well-known he's names? He's like confirmed lar- to be interviewed and in, a louder name. And a lot yeah. of people are kind of yeah. running with that. Um do you want to be like the 2019-2020 Tennessee Titans? I mean, they won a lot of regular season games. Don't get me wrong. They had some postseason success, but they never really threatened, did they? Like, you never no. really felt like, ah, they're a team that could really win a Super Bowl. And that's even after being the one seed one year. Like, they never felt like, yeah, they could really make a run at this. 2019? No. No. Because that's, I, I kind of think, where you're going if you hire Arthur But do Smith. you think the team in Pittsburgh now is better than the team in Tennessee from a few years ago? That's a tough question. I think the defense is better. Yeah. For sure. But, I mean, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Yeah, absolutely. AJ Brown. Brown and his young prime. Tannehill yeah. is a lot better than the quarterback play that the Steelers got. Not to say that the quarterbacks can't play as well as Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, what if Mason leaves, but you bring in Arthur Smith and somehow you land Kirk Cousins? Or you land Tannehill. And Tannehill's the veteran that comes in, uh, knows Arthur Smith's offense, and really pushes Kenny. Yeah, I don't know if I would be excited over Tannehill. If they want Kenny to be the starter, I think Tannehill's a pretty good pick. I don't think he's very threatening, but I think he's just threatening enough. Okay, let me let me just let me do this really quickly off the top of your head, gut feeling. Rank these three guys. These three names, Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, and Will Levis. Based on play last year and the yeah. past or future? Yeah. Like, prospects like, like last year into this year. Tannehill is definitely the best by far out of all of them, just looking at body of work. But he was hurt last year. Yeah, and, and he and regressed a lot. Yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions. Uh, but he's done so much more than... Right, but that was two. in the past. I'm talking about... like So it is about the future. I'm talking about last year into this year. 
I don't like any of that. Like 2023 into 2044. If that was my crop, if Professor Oak gave me those three starting Pokemon, oh. I'd throw the game through the wall. Oh. With it. But you, I mean, I think if, 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 if it. Probably pick Levis. Right. So. He showed more flash as rookie. Year I would it. not. He threw a four love, touchdown game as rookie season. I, even if Arthur Smith comes in and, yeah, he did pretty well with the Titans. And a lot of people say that, huh? That was a while ago, though. Right, and a lot of people, you know, say like it maybe wasn't entirely his fault. Like the owner just didn't give him a fair shake with the offense in Atlanta, despite all the talent. But how do you really separate the head coach from the the owner like that? Like I don't really get. Well, that's the other thing that would make me worried about Arthur Smith is his big critique in Atlanta. And again, guys like Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. They never get used. No. They're not used correctly. They don't get used enough. Uh, that would worry me a, a bit when it came to, to Arthur Smith. But he's for sure an established name and brings head coaching pedigree to your staff as well. Um, we'll see. You know, I'm not going to cry in the street like that meme. No! If they hire Arthur Smith, but I don't know if that's a. a I'll be on it that I'd for sure. I'll be. I'll, I won't. I won't say that it kind of just fits what you think the Steelers want to be that identity, the running first, like that Tennessee offense when Henry was in his prime with Tannehill when they were the one, like that's what I think the Steelers look at themselves yeah. as is like that's our. Peak that was form. the year that that Henry needed like two hundred and seventy five yards in Week eighteen to get to two thousand, and he did it. And I think that they think that the combination of Warren and Najee can be a pretty productive version of Derrick Henry in an Arthur Smith kind of offense. And I'm not sure I disagree with that, but they're not Derrick Henry either. Mm-mm. Granted, they are as close to Derrick Henry in the aggregate. I agree with that. Right? I mean, they both had over a 1,000 yards from scrimmage this past year, something you really don't see out of multiple running backs on the same team, especially in Pittsburgh. So they're... V- they're they're both kind of workhorses. I mean, obviously Najee is workhorse number one, but like Jalen Warren can carry a load if if called upon, as long as it's not raining and the ball is slippery wet. Uh, Rooney also said that he feels that the team is closer this year at this stage of the game than they were at this point last year. I mean, naturally that's just true. They won one more game and they went to the playoffs. Yeah, last but year. when it um, comes to really being contenders, do you believe that? Do you buy into that? I am not in the boat of they're just a quarterback away, but I am in the boat of they're just a quarterback away from being in that conversation of of being a contender, like being on that. But right do you really feel the team in. is in a better position now at the end at, at, at the end of no, January twenty twenty four? I have more questions about my quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Than I last year. A lot so I I don't know if I buy into that what he said there. He did say I thought we had a solid a rookie class. Very true. Of course. Uh, if you guys who really stepped in as solid starters for the future, we need to do that again. Need to have another good draft class. I think we have a core group of players and that we can compete with this group. As I said, I think the biggest thing we need is quality play at the quarterback position. So, yeah, I mean, he kind of comes back around and, and does agree with you there. You know, let's put it this way. To Did a degree. Take step degree, forwards like... in other areas of the roster? Yes, I do think so. I think the running backs came into their own. I think the offensive line, once again, stayed extremely healthy, which mm-hmm. is rare. And gelled towards the end of the season once they got their best five in there too. Once once Broderick got inserted into the lineup, the rookies were great. Pickens came, you know, as as tumultuous as his season was, he improved by like four hundred yards as far as production is concerned mm-hmm. in the passing game. So there's improvement elsewhere for sure. 
But the quarterback's the main thing. And, and uh, like you said, that regressed. That got worse this year until Mason came in for that last three games. But, yeah, but you can't really, main, like, how much can you weigh that, worse. especially if he's not even on the team next year? Yeah, so it got worse this year, the quarterback play. Um, that's where I think, you know, everybody is so hesitant to say, yeah, they got better than that. They're in a better spot than last year, even though, you know, the, the results will tell you that they are. The draft class would tell you that they they got a better infusion of talent. Mm-hmm. Siamalu coming on down the stretch would tell you that's a great free agent pickup. The inside yeah, linebackers definitely. before getting hurt were big free agent definitely. pickups. The hesitancy comes from though, like yeah, but I look at that quarterback position and it's like, are we even worse than we were last year? And I mean, that's the straw. Like, it's just like, like Rudy was saying, that's the straw that really stirs this drink. So. The the uncertainty this year compared to last year, where we you were certain. You thought, oh my God, look at the progress Kenny Pickett showed. He's going to improve. And then in the preseason, you thought, oh my God, look at what he's doing with this offense. And then you get to week one and it's just a dud. So I'm I'm honestly thinking that, yeah, you, you improved your record by one game. And yeah, you got to the playoffs compared to not making it last year. But I'm honestly in in the ballpark of saying this team regressed as a whole. Just because it's of how reliant the NFL is on their on a team's quarterback. One little fun nuggy to wrap up this episode with. Mm, give me those nuggies. NFL draft to Pittsburgh. I would mm. say we're in. I would say we're deep in the process of preparing the bid to bring in the draft to Pittsburgh. We're optimistic that we'll bring it here in the not too distant future. It's coming here. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, it's here. coming. Detroit's this year. I think they're in Green Bay in 2025, and then after that, I think the bids are open again. So it's coming to Pittsburgh for sure. And I like the draft movement around. You know, I, I yeah, get, it's fun. I get that there was the the nostalgia the York, of Radio City Music yeah. Hall, but bounce this sucker around. Yeah. You know, let let fan bases enjoy that experience. Like this is the own Rose Bowl. Backyard. It doesn't have to be in California. It's not it's yeah, not the, right. the Masters, right? Or just put it in Vegas. If you want to just have it in a fun That's place, That's what I've heard is that like, people said life. when it was in Vegas, what was it, two years ago? I think it was last year. Or last year, it was inc- and it was the best. Of course it is. And then the Super Bowl is going to be amazing yeah. this and year, too. And saying, like, oh, the Super Bowl should be in Vegas every And now year. they're going to go to Detroit for the Super Bowl or wherever they're going next year, and they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> where's the casinos? Uh, where are the Cirque du Soleil shows? Uh, I just put it in Vegas every year. Because isn't that like an award, to, a, a reward too? It's like, hey, you get to go to the Super Bowl and you get to go to Vegas for a couple of weeks, huh? I think it's, I think it's okay. You know, do Vegas every couple of years, have that party. But it's kind of like, you know, having it in Vegas every year, doesn't that feel like, you know, you're the 25-year-old fifth grade senior? Like, it's like, what are we still doing here? <laughs> like, are we really doing this again? Well, two teams punched their tickets to Vegas yesterday. Let's talk about the conference championship matchups and talk about who's going to the Super Bowl. That's coming up next on the Steelers Standard. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.